Hi, welcome to Suplex the Sticks, a gaming podcast brought to you by your hosts, David and Seth. Hello there. And today, for our special E3, Sony, and Nintendo, and wrap-up, we also have our friend Joe Pro. Hey guys, how you doing? Good, good. good. We're excited to have you on again, man. Um, yeah. And, uh, I mean, we can, we're probably just going to call him Joe the rest of the episode. Uh, <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> I was going to call him Mr. Pro. Uh, Mr. Pro works too. Yeah, That's great. I like that. <laughs> um, so, we all... Uh, I mean, hopefully, if you want to go back and listen to it, we are only covering Sony and Nintendo, like I said in this episode. Uh, we did all the other conferences in our E3 Part 1, which is the one right before this. Hopefully it's easy for you to see on whatever you're using to listen to us. Uh, yep. So we, we, we've we got two episodes in one week. Um, really high engagement on the first one, so we really appreciate everyone listening. Make sure to share it with your friends, and you know if they are wondering about E three instead of taking that long breath and explaining everything, let us do it for them. Uh, so, we guarantee we will do it at least as good as you would. Yeah, if not better, and that's me being a tad confident. So, so uh, uh, before we start. Uh, David, there was a little bit of point of contention between the two of us at the end of last episode, and uh, something that you called me about when I was driving home. Uh, you wanna you wanna remind me what that was? <laughs> so, all right, I went back, I I watched the tape, and the gameplay was shown during Microsoft's press conference for uh, the Division Two, which is when. Uh, Seth and Zach freaked out about where the game was set. Not during Ubisoft's press conference. As I thought, Which once again, my memory remains superior. <laughs> <laughs> and also, uh, let me note, it's very silly of Ubisoft to show gameplay at someone else's conference and only briefly touch on your brand new game at your own. But that's yeah, besides the point. it is weird. So... um. Let's let's talk about uh, the conference that probably showed the most actual gameplay. Well, I mean, almost close to uh, second to Nintendo, uh, but Sony uh, was Monday night, and they started out in this tent-looking thing. Yeah, it uh, was it was very confusing because the. They kept referring to it as a church, um, and it was this tent. And I saw on Twitter, people who were there were baffled by what was going on. Like, they had no idea. Most of it was just standing room. Um, and then, but they finally, they after uh, a very good, admittedly, banjo solo that, that lasted quite a bit, um, I mean, they, showed, they, they showed us gameplay and a cinematic of The Last of Us 2, which was... Which in the game was happening in that same tent, and it all made sense. Yeah, so the the tent had a... It was very weird because when it panned to the audience, no one looked comfortable. Because <laughs> they were all crammed in this tent. And in my head, I'm like, there's no way these people are going to be in here for an hour watching gameplay. On this very small screen. It was It was just very odd. And it looked very hot, like people were sweating. 
and I felt very bad for all of them. But, so they showed off Last of Us 2 gameplay, um, which, to be honest, as someone who went in very skeptical about Last of Us 2, because he did not like The Last of Us 1 very much, I was turned into someone that was interested in The Last of Us 2. And I'll tell you why after we get initial takes from other people. Because I, I mean, if you've ever listened to any episodes, you know how I felt about Last of Us 1. So mine will be a little bit of a refresher on that. But um, Joe, what did you think of this? Yeah, so I, I do remember you uh, last time I was on here talking about your slight distaste for The Last of Us because of the stealth combat. Um, so The Last of Us Part 2, I believe as it's called, correct, um, is, you know, like I love the first game. It's it's probably my favorite uh, Sony game in the last few years. Or I mean, it's Naughty Dog, but, um, you know, Naughty Dog is, is great at what they do. Um, love the first game, and so I'm super excited for the second one. Um, which I guess it looks like it's going to come out sometime in 2019, most likely. But the the trailer, the animation, um, the motion capture that they are doing with that, with the cinematics, is gorgeous. Um, oh yeah. And as yeah, I mean, it just it looks so good, even better than Uncharted 4. Um, as far as the gameplay goes, it's crazy how like they can combine the like cutscenes with the actual gameplay and the transition between them is so perfect. You can't even see it happening. And then the terrain, the different ways that you can fight enemies. Um, I heard that this game is going to be less linear than the first one. As far as the gameplay, there's a lot of different ways you can go about taking enemies down or navigating terrain. And so I think that's all really cool. Um, and then just how the enemies react, like, you know, like the lady looks under the, under the truck and then and, and then Ellie shoots her, but like if if she had hidden somewhere else, then that wouldn't have happened. And yeah. so like there's just so many different ways you can go about doing that. And then what if she hadn't shot her? Then that lady would have started attacking her. But maybe you could have crawled out the other side and then come up behind her and hit her while she was looking underneath. Like you know the possibilities are, are very open for that. So I'm very excited. Um, I don't think the story will probably be as good as the first one, but the gameplay looks like it might be even better. So yeah, Seth, what did you think? Well, I have, of course, unfortunately yet to play The Last of Us, uh, despite having the game for months, um, <laughs> which I'm planning on getting into it at some point. But I know how, how well-received it was. I uh, I know people who have played it. Um, it was definitely one that looks, as, as Joe said, the game is absolutely gorgeous, the stuff they showed us. Um, the gameplay looked really fun. Um, it was very reminiscent to me of of the Tomb Raider, especially the gameplay that they showed for Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Um, and I, it, 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 from what I had have seen, it seems to be for the stuff they showed us a bit of a departure from what the gameplay and and this original was. Um, there was some controversy. I don't know if it's controversy, but apparently one of the the studio heads of the the, the studio making Shadow of the Tomb Raider after they showed the footage uh, he said that it was fake and then he quickly deleted the tweet whoa um, yeah but you gotta wonder I mean the, it, it's always a question with E3 demos especially when they work so perfectly um, if they're actually being if it's actual gameplay I mean we all remember the, the Uncharted 4 thing where it kind of froze right at the beginning um, and that way you knew it was actual gameplay. 
Um, yeah, or the famous Watch Dogs, the first time we saw it gameplay. Yeah. Which I'm still I'm, not sure that was real. It was real. It was just main, basically a completely different game than what was shipped. Um, but if it if it shows up looking like it did, um, it it looks to be an amazing game, and I'm excited for it. Uh, hopefully, by the time it comes out, I will have beat the first one. Yeah, I mean, even the first one, like the gameplay still runs pretty well, like that. Like visually, it doesn't look that great, but um, there's still just so many different ways to maneuver environments, and depending on how you do it, um, it seems to me at least that the enemies, the NPCs, will have different lines of dialogue depending on the different circumstances. There's definitely some some switch ups, but it did seem like there was more in Last of Us Part Two, and and maybe that's because it's not real gameplay. Um, but you never know until the game comes out. True. Yeah. I like to be an optimist, though. I like to think that it was a, it was real gameplay. I hope so. Yeah. Um, so Seth touched on why this game looks more interesting to me, and it's because it looked a lot like Tomb Raider. And I thought I was the only one, and then Seth kind of said, oh, this gameplay kind of looks like Tomb Raider. And then, shout out to Cameron, I showed him the trailer for Last of Us 2, hoping I would get kind of that reaction from him. And lo and behold, I did. So I I kind of verified myself that, oh, I'm not crazy. This kind of looks like one of the more stealthier portions of Tomb Raider, which I'm really hoping. I don't know. And like I said, we can't tell this from the, the vertical slice of the game that they showed us how much you're going to be fighting clickers and stuff like that versus humans. Um, but we, they didn't show any any of the clicker zombie people that were in the first one in this gameplay. Nope. So who knows what you're going to be fighting that the, they don't even hint at how long you've been with this commune of people. Um, so we don't know the time difference in the first game in this one, uh, unless you guys caught that and I didn't, I don't think well, that... we can tell from Ellie's age approximately. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, uh, they showed that, and then they they said, all right, uh, up to the booth while we make the transition to our stage, which was very confusing because they made you think that this was going to be the stage for the conference. Um, yeah, it was... I imagine it was cool, like, actually doing it. Um, when they they said they were moving to a new thing, um, the first thought was that, oh, they have a, a different room for each of the four games they're going to show off, which didn't end up being true, but they did apparently have a bunch of really cool um, just kind of scenery stuff that was, ar- uh, that was around the whole area. Um, and, but yeah, it was, uh, it... it it had to have been cool walking through that. Um, and I'm sure it was a, a great relief to all the people in attendance that they got to move into an actual uh, conference center with seats and air conditioning. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and then they move into this big studio. And I believe the next thing they see is this beautiful, vivid field of uh, flowers and this man comes out um, with this bamboo flute. 
I actually looked up the name of it, and let me get the name of it. Hold on. My bad. It's a My... Shakuhachi. <laughs> yeah, it's a Shakuhachi. Um, real quick, before we get to that, they did show off Call of Duty and Destiny uh, during that weird transition period. Um, very short trailers, but um, basically non-details. They showed Cade getting shot in the head. By yeah, the Cade's prince. dead. The Prince of the Fallen, which I forgot his name. Um, but sad, yeah. sad times. Cade will come back to life, or it, they will rebuild vi- him. It is um, a video game. He could always respawn as Cade 7. But exactly. we'll see. It's definitely an interesting hook to get you to play the game. But so this, this white man in traditional Japanese garb comes out and plays the... Shakuhachi and he looks very awkward in this outfit because he is a skinny white male yeah it was it was funny at first um I didn't notice it but then when you commented I was like oh yeah that is a white guy um and this was so this was all for Ghosts of of Tsushima which is Mm -hmm. about um you know samurai during uh the Mongol invasion and I guess it kind of makes sense that it was a white guy doing it because it's a bunch of white guys developing the game um so (laughs) you know they were they were staying consistent with that at least so i even commented and i looked this up today seth because i wanted to be educated for the episode i commented during this and seth heard me so i know he heard me um that i would rather play this game with japanese voices instead of hear this really heavily accented english and they are going to have an option where you can play the game in full Japanese with subtitles. Nice. So that is good. That's how I'm going to play it because the accents were very um, on the nose. Uh, um, but you know, that's it's these guys' first game in this kind of setting. So cut them some slack, I guess. Um, but this, game yeah, I is, mean the. the beautiful the accent the accent thing is it's not too big of a deal for me especially since they are releasing the japanese track but i I mean the game itself it looks like it's gonna be really cool oh man i i mean i know that i was bemoaning the fact that there was no new onimusha game in the last episode but if i if if this is anything close it's an open world uh and i'm excited i'm very excited for this game there's some cool assassin's creed-esque traversal looking in it looking stuff in it and they have like these one-on-one samurai battles which means the camera gets really tightly focused on two people and it becomes more of a standoff instead of a hack and slash way more of a tactical combat which is cool and this is the one game I rem- I went into the Sony conference super excited about. There was I, they said beforehand that they were going to only show off four games, really, and this was the one I wanted to see. And they definitely hit it out of the park. I remember uh, they also said uh, before we move on to Joe's take, uh, they also said that this was a side mission. It wasn't actually a main mission. I, I was listening to a podcast that was with one of the people that worked on it. Um so that was that's pretty cool. It's it was it seemed pretty detailed and 
they they said they took inspiration from Witcher 3, of course, because after Witcher 3 came out, they changed the game on side missions, really. So, um, Joe, what was your take on this? Yeah, so you mentioned this was the one you were really excited for, and ironically, this is the one that I didn't know anything about and wasn't really <laughs> looking forward to at all of the four. Um, and uh, and so I was surprised. Um, unfortunately, I didn't get to watch the conference live. I had to watch it a little bit later. Um, but as far as um, as far as this game goes, I mean, it, it looks beautiful. Like that's that's the big takeaway for me is it, you know it just looks really great. The different colors and and whatnot throughout the world is uh is very pretty and then um you know as far as like the gameplay goes it does look pretty strategic which is nice i'm not sure if it's my kind of thing but it's something that i'll definitely you know keep looking towards and as we get closer to the release you know i might consider checking it out awesome uh then we moved on to this weird trailer which showed a woman with a seemingly breathing gun uh, which made no sense. And then she was floating and throwing things telepathically. And I think it was Seth or someone that said that this game looked like... Uh, what was the game that they made before this? Uh, uh, Quantum Leap or something like that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I thought it looked to, it looked to me um, initially Quantum like... Quantum Leap is I, that old TV show. Yes, I know what it is. <laughs> It it looked like Alan Wake, and yeah. I guess that makes sense for um, the 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 whatever the time travel game was, Quantum Break. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Quantum Leap is close. Yeah, but finally uh, we get we get to see the the new game from Remedy. Yeah, and uh, it's the world is moving while you're moving. I watched some gameplay of it today during the E3 Coliseum, and you can fly in it. There's a lot of cool powers you're gonna have. It looks like it's more focused on uh, like interesting gameplay than more of a story, which is not something that Remedy usually does. Usually they're more story-focused. Um, well, I'm sure it's going to have a story in it. I mean, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's not really something they can show off that much in an E3 demo. Um, and so, yeah, I'm really interested to see why her gun breathes. Like, I want to know. Like, it kind of, like, pulses and stuff. So yeah, it's, it's definitely that is pretty weird. visually uh, an interesting looking world. And this was also one of the games. Uh, it's one of the few games they showed, and it's uh, of no special exclusivity to them. It is to all consoles, well, except for Switch. Uh, it's going to be on PC and Xbox One, which. They didn't specify, which of course they're not during their own conference. But yeah, uh, so. I know that I remember when we were watching it that Chris made a point of saying that he was surprised they showed um, Remedy on in the Sony conference because they had previously been Microsoft exclusive. Um, so mm -hmm. it makes sense that it's, it's also it's still going to be on that, right? Um, and then after that, we had the Resident Evil Two remaster trailer. Uh, which looks really beautiful. It looks really cool. If it's any close to the kind of quality that they put into Resident Evil 1 Remaster, it'll be really good. And I'm excited for that. I don't have too much else to say because Resident Evil 2 is an old game. But yeah. I'm glad it's reaching a new audience, I guess. 
It looks uh, really cool. The well, older, I mean, like the older games are definitely the better ones. So there you go. Well, seven had a seven was a pretty good game. Supposedly, I never played it. It's too yeah. scary for me. Yeah, it was it was way too scary looking for me. I didn't feel like it. Uh, it it seemed to be leaning more into horror than action horror, and the original games are more action horror than. So the the series had a weird bell curve where it went from action horror to action, and now it's at an extreme level of horror. Um, so that's kind of interesting. If you are interested in the Resident Evil series bell curve, but you might not be. I really got to get into that series. Yeah, well, the I mean, you've got a great first step with the first one being released as a remaster a while ago, so it's easy to get now. And the second one is coming out, I believe, by the end of the year, if not beginning of next year. So Yeah, I, def- I think I'm going to jump in for sure. Um, And then we got what <laughs> me and Seth jokingly, before the presentation started, I looked to Seth and said... Hey Seth, what if they play the same Kingdom Hearts trailer they played at Square Enix and Xbox? <laughs> I a hundred percent like when the trailer started, I thought it was the same thing because it was the same words right at the beginning, and yeah. both of us we looked at each other and we yelled out, "It's the same trailer!" But then it was not, and it was <laughs> definitely in fact, not the same trailer. It was, it was an insane trailer with um, the Pirates of the Caribbean world, which I was very surprised was making a comeback. Um, with this really cool like texture over Sora and Donald and Goofy um, to match the realistic look of the of the world, and then they sh- they showed off ship combat like <laughs> Assassin's it's Creed nuts. Four style, and it was insane. Like how much how many games are they packing into this game? I can't even. I I literally can't even with this. Yeah, they're definitely doing everything they can, and it it really shows as to why this game has taken so long. They're packing system upon game system upon game system in there, um, and it's going to be really interesting. I don't think we talked about it in the last episode, but Joe, are you big into Kingdom Hearts at all? Or yeah, you know this is another one I've never actually played one. Oh, but man. I, I did watch the trailer and I thought it looked pretty cool. Um, you know, just like so many different IP from from Disney and other properties in there, and. Uh, you know, I was just surprised to see all the different worlds kind of all coming together. A lot of different types of gameplay, it looks like. And so, you know, again, it might be something that I'll probably check out in the future. There's just so many games coming out right now and in the next year that it'll be hard time, hard to make time for everything. But um, this would definitely be one that I would like to get into. Well, bad news. You have to play like seven games to be caught up on what is going to happen in Kingdom Hearts 3. Yeah. And if you miss and if you miss any of them, you will have zero idea what is going on. But good luck. They are good games. I will say though that um with the two or technically three trailers that Square brought of Kingdom Hearts, they really assuaged my uh my grief over the fact that the game got bumped two months. Um and somehow made me even more excited for it. Yeah, which is something they usually don't do. Usually you just kind of leave with a more bitter taste on your tongue. But um, this is it. This is it. It feels like this is actually happening now. Yeah, we're nice. getting there. Uh, then next we had what 
I, I know it was fit in there somehow. I just forgot and I just remembered it was in there. But Trover saves the universe, which is a oh, yeah, the, platformer. The Rick and Morty game. <laughs> yeah, a platformer coming from Justin Roiland, co-creator of Rick and Morty. So yep. he certainly looked funny. Yeah, it looked like it has that classic Justin Roiland humor. So That bathtub guy, but then he died. Yeah, poor bathtub guy. We all need to think about him and pour one out later. So. Pour one out for bathtub guy. So do you... then we had what I I don't know how to describe this. I you know I was actually really excited for this before the conference, and then once I saw the trailer, I kind of was just mad that they're pulling us along. But then we had the Death Stranding reveal. Well, you don't like just watching someone walk around for a long time? <laughs> yeah, this game literally, I think it's going to come out and it's just you being a FedEx man. Like, uh, I mean, I know that that probably is not how it's going to end up, but Kojima said that that is gameplay. So what are you doing? Like, I, uh, and this is partially their marketing campaign and how they want the game to be seen. They want conversation around it, but this is, it's getting out of hand. They need to do something. I would rather have them show nothing, like I joked about in the preview episode, showed no gameplay and just a way crazy trailer, than show off the most boring part of any video game, which is just walking around with packages floating around you. I don't know. I think it 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 reaches the same end though, and that you we still don't really know what the game is going to be. Like there are stuff in the the three trailers they have shown that point to moments of conflict in gameplay that you're going to experience. Um, but it, I mean, it, it kind of you, we still have zero idea of what the game actually entails, other than Norman Reedus walking around. So I think that the what they're going for is still in effect yeah yeah i definitely agree they're trying to keep it mysterious on purpose and we we don't really know much about it um but it is getting a lot of talk and a lot of chatter and in a way some people a lot of people are still pretty excited about it just because they don't know much about it and so that kind of leaves the anticipation there for people to keep talking about it um until we're pretty close to release i would imagine so kojima said it's coming out this year and he did not say at any point during the conference that it was delayed. So do we still believe this is coming out this year? Or is it just going to be pushed to next year? I know that I made a big stink that a couple months back that I believe in him and it's going to come out. But as ever since the press conference where they no one could get anything out of him about release date, it seems to me that this is still far out. Yeah, um, I don't see anything that points toward it coming out this year, but I also don't see anything that really points toward it being delayed. I mean, <laughs> it, this could all be, like, intentional. I mean, they could, like, I could see them going up until the release week and then announcing that it's coming out on Friday or something. I agree. Yeah. Um, it's, it's definitely a strange way of marketing a game, but... Uh, it would not. It wouldn't. It it would fit along with the with what they're doing. We'll see you back here 
after the game awards when they released the game on the same day as the game awards. That's <laughs> that'll probably end up being it because he loves Jeff Cayley so much. Um so after that we got the Neo 2 surprise announcement which Seth Yeah, that was in that was awesome. Thing. Yeah, that was one thing like when they when they showed it I didn't I didn't I didn't call it in my previews but you had to be there. If you were there you would have known that I called it right before it happened. I'm very excited for it. I played the first one, I really liked it. Um and I will definitely play this one without the music on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was the music really threw you off on it. It did. It makes the game a lot harder playing with that foreboding music. Uh they it was it was actually a really precious moment. The guy gets stabbed in the head with two things and Seth goes oh, two things. <laughs> Seth goes, You're gonna be able to be an Oni? This is Neo two. And then it, lo and behold it was. I thought Yeah, it was the guy crazy. straight the guy turned into an Oni. <laughs> I I thought you were crazy, and then boom, you were right. Um, no, I I know things. I got a brain. So, so how do you think From Software feels that this other company is releasing a very difficult samurai game? This probably in the same year that they are, because this will be done well, next year. I don't know. I think the stuff they showed of Sekiro is looks vastly different, not only in in terms of gameplay, but in terms of overall visual style. Um, that uh, I, I can't imagine they are too concerned about it, especially because the whole Souls genre has become a common thing that other people are releasing stuff as. Yeah. Do you do you play the Souls games, Joe? Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Me either, man. It's it's too much. It makes my heart hurt. I, I mean, I, I understand that. I, will, I was there with you. Um, I don't know that I'll ever even try Bloodborne or anything. It really, I mean, there's really a sense of accomplishment when you when you beat one of those bosses in that game. It really gets you hyped up. <laughs> um, then the other game that I was really excited about, I was less excited because I didn't want to see a lot because I knew it's coming out soon. Uh, but we got to see everyone's uh, friendly neighborhood yeah, Spider Man. Man. Oh yeah. Oh. That's that was the one of the highlights of E3 for me. Oh uh, yes. I love the new suit. I love that they are adding yeah. in a ton of his villains. We we got teased as to what a mis- a mystery villain could be at the end of that trailer. We got to see a good amount of gameplay, tons of great reports coming from the show floor that Web slinging feels natural and it feels good and it's not janky or anything, which I was worried about. Um, so that's it's that's good news. Uh, lots of good reports on Twitter. Uh, what did you guys think of this? Because it's I'm really I'm really happy that they're adding these villains, but it also seems like they are doing fresh new takes on some of them that you might not know before. Yeah, um, Spider-Man's my favorite superhero overall, even though my favorite superhero movies are the Dark Knight trilogy, and so um, I'm super excited for this game. I love the Spider-Man game on PS1. I just played it like last week, and it still holds up pretty well besides the controls, and uh, Spider-Man 2 was a great video game that I enjoyed playing based on the movie, 
And, um, and again, you know, people talk about that all the time, like swinging around with your web in New York City was just so satisfying being able to run all around. And in this game, it looks like you'll be able to do plenty of that. The trailer from, or I guess it was, what was it? Not a trailer, but it was like the gameplay that then had the cutscene at the end with the villains um, went really well. I liked it. I didn't love it. But then I watched some gameplay from the show Floor, and that is what I loved. Just seeing him running around through New York City, um, doing different quests and different things like that. The game looks beautiful. It looks like it plays very, very well. And so I'm I'm super excited for it. And it comes out so soon. Yeah, September. Yeah, three months. Seth, how'd you feel? I mean, what can you say about this game? It looked amazing. Um, I'm... Very super excited for it. Uh, the, the The combat looks really um, satisfying to play. Uh, you, you love how the whole time Peter Parker is is you know he's thrown off his one liners to the bad guys. Yeah, which um, is great. The stuff tra- traversing the city looks like it'll be super fun to do. Um, the The New York that they've created that I've seen in, from watching the some of the gameplay it looks amazing, um, and it always it, the Spider-Man games have generally always had really good overworlds. Um, I don't know. This this looks to be like it's going to be a killer. Um, the, the 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 appearance of the Sinister Six was really cool at the end, all sporting new uh, tech, new, and um, I saw a, a a theory that the the guy pulling the strings is Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> Because I mean, that would explain all of their their new souped up suits. Yeah, because they were they were they were all sporting like really um, power suit looking things. Yeah, I was kind of. Uh, I mean, I like the cheesy suits. So the old the electro with you know the yeah, weird the, lightning bolt mask with the, I love the lightning that. bolt horns. <laughs> yeah, so I was hoping for that, but I mean, I'll take the other suit. Uh, but I'm, man, it's so stupid. But one of the things that has me most excited for this game is all the suits that I'm going to be able to unlock. And oh, it, yeah. It's, so, it's going to be amazing. It It is the stupidest thing because, I mean, it makes me feel bad that I, I care about the story and all that, but I'm just excited to play as all the different Spider-Men. Um, and, and I can't wait to not be able to purchase the dynamic theme. Yeah, Unless you buy it digitally, it'll be super great. Oh no! (laughs) (laughs) I in fact do have it pre-ordered, just not digitally. So, no theme for me. Wait, so you have to have it pre-ordered and digitally? No, well, you can only get it through the 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 PlayStation Store. Um, That's the only way to get the dynamic themes. Oh, I see. So if you buy it physically, want it physical? Yeah. Yep. Out of luck. I had a big uh, big diatribe about this. Yeah. On, on Monday. <laughs> um, so speaking of Insomniac, I wanted to bring up at some point during PlayStation's conference, since it didn't really show up anywhere, the original Spyro Trilogy remaster, even though it's not being done by Insomniac. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I, um, I didn't see very much stuff from that, which is surprising for a game that is supposed to be uh, coming out pretty soon. I mean, it's coming out in like a month or two, I think. It's in September. It's actually two weeks after Spider-Man, but then Tomb Raider comes out the week in between. Oh my gosh. 
And I'm, there's probably other stuff coming out too that I don't know about, but those three are the ones that are on my radar. I'm probably getting all three. And yeah, there was no trailer for Spyro, but they did have um, a few levels, I believe three levels, playable on the show floor, and the reports are great. They say it, it feels and plays just like the original games. Um, looks beautiful. I've been watching a lot of gameplay. I love those games so much. I'm a little bit worried because there was no real trailer, and then all the levels were from the first game. And so we still haven't seen any le- levels from the second or third game or any gameplay from those, right. as far as I know. So that's kind of strange considering it's only three months out. I don't know why it wasn't in someone's conference, I guess, because, um, you know, it didn't really fit since it's not a Sony exclusive. But I feel like they still could have shown it or at least been like, hey, you know, this is coming out. But as far as I know, they, they didn't really do that. Um, but I'm super, super excited for that. So I I can speak to that maybe later. I don't know. I think that there's some things that are inherently Sony exclusives because of how I played them as a kid. So even though I love that Kingdom Hearts 3 and Spyro are coming out on the Xbox, there's no way I'm not getting them for my PS4 because those games are like in my brain ingrained to be played on a DualShock controller. I completely agree. So it would almost feel unnatural to me. I think so, but you know, uh, then they announced that from software is making a PSVR game. Yeah. Who'd have thought that it's a very French name. I, I didn't write it down and I cannot pronounce it. So look look it it up. And then that was the end of Sony. So they did a good job. Um, I was less bored with it than I thought I would be, especially since they said they were only going to talk about four games, and they, I mean, they mainly did, but they really went into deep dive on the two I was interested in, so I wasn't bored, so. Yeah, I think it was uh, a good conference, Um, certainly... You always hope for for more kind of the reveals that kind of shock you. Uh, and Neo kind of had that effect for me, but they mostly stuck to the script they were going to that they said they were going to stick to. And I think it, I think for the most part it worked. Um, though when when they announced it's all they're focusing on four games, um, you generally think you would see a bit more of each of the games than they showed. Um, but I thought it was good. I was disappointed there was no live orchestra, but they did have the two other live acts, so that was all right. Yeah, what did you think, Joe? Yeah, overall, um, what I saw of the conference was that the conference itself wasn't super great. The pacing was kind of off, and I've heard a lot of people talking about that, but I think the games themselves were amazing. Um, and between all the conferences, what, what games were announced, personally, uh, Sony had the best lineup for me, even though I'm not interested in all of them. Just having Spider-Man and The Last of Us Part 2 for me is enough to still make them, um, you know, definitely up there for me as far as the shows go. Uh, And I'm sure we'll talk more later comparing the different conferences. Yeah. Uh, Then we uh, went to bed. There was no other weird Devolver conferences or anything Monday night. And we... Thankfully. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And so we, we, we... at noon, which is a weird time, um, but we had Nintendo with the E3 Direct, 
And they started out with this game that, no lie, Seth tweeted what I was thinking like moments after I thought it because it's a joke that he he and I have had for a while uh, where he just looks at robot games and says, ah, yes, the gritty custom robo reboot we've all been waiting for. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. And... I mean, that, that is sort of what yeah, it looked like. it looked a lot like that. I kind of wish it, it was Custom <laughs> Robo, but <laughs> alas, it was Damon X Machina. Yeah, which is a crazy name. I remember I was very baffled that they started the conference with that, but sure, a new... I can't believe they did that. It, I mean, it's a new IP. It's exciting to me. I mean, it looked really <sighs> cool. I But then again, I love big robot games, so that's... Nobody's... That game's not going to be a big thing though i really don't think i mean it's just too out there for nintendo's audience i mean yeah, yeah it was i i watched some of the gameplay during the treehouse live it, it it looked cool enough um it it really looked like the uh the switch was struggling to keep up with the gameplay that was going on but like visually it looked rad but it is it's a weird thing for them to kick oh, yeah. it off with um usually You'd think they would want to have a heavy heavy hitter up front. I don't know. There was a lot that was a little bit confusing about what Nintendo brought this year. So, <laughs> yeah. So there wasn't much to say about the game. It, was, it looked really cool, but it was robots fighting in various landscapes uh, with the words Damon Ex Machina floating around randomly. Um, and then we what? got to <laughs> what I think was... I mean, I was jumping up and down in my computer chair at work because I took my lunch break and I watched it oh, at my yeah. computer and my friend turned around and goes, oh, what is it? And then when he saw it, he freaked out too. It's a classic style Mario Party uh, called Super Mario Party. And Yes, um, I will say... Normally, one Mario Party is not the kind of game you would get excited for, but when they showed that it was returning to the classic gameplay um, rather than a bunch of people in a car all going to the same space at the same time, I was definitely excited for it. Oh, yeah. And there was also this cool thing that with using two switches in tabletop mode and, and connecting them together um, with and being able to like to, to change the the games depending on how they are uh, oriented which looked really cool yeah just very neat cool looking stuff i'm i'm really excited and then the to top it all off they announced it'll be out in october which was nuts to me because they don't usually do that kind of stuff they like to you know they don't do the bethesda type drop a game and hey it's coming out in a couple months Indeed. I know that Joe was very excited about this game. Yeah, I definitely have a lot to say about it. Um, when I was watching it with my friend, uh, it was funny because like the people are, are like talking in the in the trailer. They're like showing up to play a game and we're like, what the heck is this? It's like another weird game. And then all of a sudden I was like, I bet this is Mario Party. And like one second later, it showed that it was Mario Party. And I was like, yes. And then we saw that they are um, back to the original style, which is super cool the you know the game looks great the little um ones that you play on the screens the touch screens themselves look pretty cool 
getting rid of the car looks pretty cool, although there is a car with people in it on the box art, and so I think that there's still some modes or some maps where you are in the car, but there's definitely a lot where you're not. Um, and then I found out today that it's going to have online play as well for the mini games, so you'll be able to play the mini games online with your friends or with strangers. Ooh, yeah, I'm really so excited. I'm really excited. There's this great gift going around from the one biking mini game, where With the Goomba of the Goomba because Goombas yeah. have no hands, but you can play as a Goomba, and so he's basically steering the bicycle with his chin, and yep. <laughs> and he wins in the trailer. And he too. wins, and it's just like, oh yes, I believe in this yeah. Goomba, uh, and I I thought that was just so great. the The trailer really. And man, they lost a lot of faith with me real quick with the people talking because that sounded so canned and bad. Like, mm-hmm. oh, he's not ready for this. It's like, oh, what could this be? Because it's probably not going to be something good. And then, boom, Mario Party. And I lost it. So Yeah, that was the best surprise of Nintendo's show for me. I mean, that was, as far as I know, pretty much their only first party um, announcement that they had. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think it looks great. Um, and I watched a lot of gameplay today for it. And so they do have a lot of new features, like different characters have custom die that are just for them. And so like Mario has a special dice where he can roll, um, like three, 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 four, six, or zero or something like that. And then like Bowser has one that can make him lose coins, but it also can give him like a a seven or an eight dice block. And so there's definitely a lot of options there. Oh, wow. So much that can be done with it. And it's, it's, yeah, it's coming out soon. It's back to the original formula. So it looks like it'll be quite a bit better than the last few games. And so I'm very, very excited for that one. Indeed. I'm definitely excited to get my friends together and by the end of the night have us hate each other. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it shows that Nintendo's listening to some of the fan concerns for some of their franchises because. You know, with Mario Odyssey, they return to that open, um, not so linear 3D gameplay. With Mario Tennis, they're bringing back a story mode and they're making it better. Now it's happening with Mario Party, and um, and you know, it, so it's definitely something that hopefully they can bring to other franchises like Paper Mario and um, and some of the other games as well. And that gritty custom robot yep. reboot we've all been waiting for. Yes. Um, then they touched they touched a little bit on it's the gonna happen. Xenoblade Chronicles 2 DLC and I have in my notes that is long enough to warrant, warrant its own separate physical release. So it's it's barely phys, it's barely DLC. Yes, I I am I am very excited for this. Um especially once they announced it was going to be like a prequel to the game with with characters that uh you get to play as people who are villains in the game and also people who weren't in the game. Um, I don't know. It, it looks really cool. I am I'm sad that, David, you gave up on it and I will never be able to talk to you about the insane twist at the end. Um, but this is a game I'm, I'm super stoked for and I was really surprised with how much they showed of it. Um, but yeah, it looks yeah, really good. Yeah, I just... Man, I could not get into it. I tried really hard. I really did. But it just was too insane for me. I, I, I didn't even try. <laughs> so, but it's a it, good game, you guys. It does frustrate me that we're seeing DLC for Xenoblade. We're seeing it for Mario and Rabbids, which, by the way, looks amazing. We're seeing it for um, 
for another Nintendo game too that I can't think of off the top of my head, but I know there is. Oh yeah, for uh, Splatoon two, which I'm sure we're about to get to, but that that looks great. I'm hearing it plays really well, um, and yet there was no announcement for Mario Odyssey DLC, and it seems like the time was now, and it seems like now that yeah. they didn't do it, it's it might not happen. I'm not sure. I mean, it it you would think that would be naturally a thing that they would do. Um, but yeah, it, 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 it is kind of baffling that we didn't see anything of it. And the fact that it. summer is now in full force, um, and then the next chance to announce it would be after summer makes me definitely feel like Isle Delfino content is probably impossible at this point. So mm. kind of sad about that, but um, it is just kind of weird, yeah, because like Zelda, they announced their DLC for Breath of the Wild pretty shortly after Mario Kart 8, you know, Super Smash Brothers, Splatoon. They all did, but then Odyssey's been out for over six months, and we have nothing. Yeah. Besides the Luigi uh, world thing with, or with the balloons. Yep. So I have a theory to that, but we can talk about it in a little bit. Um, this was the biggest surprise for me. I know you said, Joe, that yours was the Super Mario Party. Mine was how phenomenal Fire Emblem looked. Uh, Fire Emblem mm-hmm. Three Houses, which I am a huge Fire Emblem fan. Uh, and... I am so excited for this title. It looks like it's combining Fire Emblem with RTS a little bit. Like you're commanding a full army, uh, which looks really neat. Um, the deal, the the graphics look amazing. The grid base shows up when you're moving the person, but it disappears to make it look more battlefield and less. Um, less formulaic when you're actually moving which is really nice i'm this is this studio's also first game in like hd i think i read in like 10 years so this is their first time making a game this detailed in a long time uh and yeah i mean this is the the first console fire emblem since radiant dawn on the gamecube um and I, I'm, I'm also excited. It, it looks like it is a proper evolution of the gameplay that they have showed um, in, in the previous ones. Like you said, there are the, they look to be the big army battles. Um, the, the regular one-on-one combat is, is a lot more visually interesting with like uh, soldiers backing you up. Um, there is like overworld traversal in towns and stuff, and people you can talk to, making it a uh, more like more of a proper rpg in that in that sense um i'm excited i i have to admit the the spring 2019 release date uh it kind of kind of knocked a little of that excitement off i thought that was one that was bound to come out at the end of this year yeah that was like their only like 2019 be, game that they showed i believe yeah it looks like it'll be in the in the pot for a bit longer but yeah, it's 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 definitely looking good. Yeah. Uh Joe, what do you think about this? Yeah, so I think that visually, you know, the art style looks great. I don't think that it looks super detailed. I kind of thought that a uh, console fire emblem would look a little better, but the gameplay looks really solid. Looks like it's an evolution of what we've seen before, kind of doing a lot of new stuff and maybe not doing some of the stuff that some of the past games had like Fates and Awakening. And uh, overall, not a huge Fire Emblem fan. I played Awakening. Uh, that's the only one. Um, and, you know, I like I respect the franchise. It's gotten really popular, which is great for it. And uh, so 
yeah, this one, maybe if I'm not super busy with other games in the spring, then, um, then I might check it out. I will say that, um, I agree with you about like the, the level of detail. I think there's, it's kind of one of the inherent flaws of the 3d fire emblem games is that like a lot of the, the battles take place in just open fields. Um, and so there isn't, there's not a whole, a ton of stuff visually you can do that you can do there um like i said they they've made it so you have other troops on the battle um during combat just to kind of spice it up that way but it's it's been an issue that i've had and i don't know if they're ever gonna reconcile it when it 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 was on the game boy advance and it had these incredibly stylistic and flamboyant battle animations that were amazing and that was part of the thing that got me hooked in the series and that's most that's pretty much entirely gone away in the the 3D games um and it's take i think it has taken a lot of the kind of the kind of style of, of the game um but it is uh, the, i think there is some hope for that that kind of stuff um but the game as it as they showed i, I think it still looks really good visually yeah 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 um, then they went into kind of a quick fire of game third party game trailers. So we got a trailer that announced that Fortnite was coming today, or at least Tuesday, and they delivered on that. Uh, I I downloaded it and played it before we recorded on Tuesday, and it looks pretty solid. Uh, and it is definitely Fortnite, no question about it. Um. If you expect Fortnite, you're getting exactly what you want. Um, I was actually very surprised after reading that 2 million people downloaded it Tuesday that the servers ran as well as they did. So, Yeah, it is. Like, it's a quick thing, like you said, and it's easy to just kind of brush through it, but I think it is kind of a huge deal um, because the game is absolutely massive right now, and I've known I've seen people on Twitter saying that... Um, People who who did not otherwise have a switch said that the ability to play it um, with those controls handheld would they are considering buying a switch just for that, which is not really something that you would think would have been a system seller, but uh, I think the the desire for this has been pretty big. For sure. Yeah, there's there's definitely a lot going on with that, um, and I agree. I have heard a lot of people saying that, which is funny because like I play Fortnite almost every day on the PS4 and. As soon as I started playing on Switch, I was like, wow, these controls, like, it feels very different. Um, but it's something that you could get used to. There was some lag when I was playing, but, you know, it'll probably get better as time goes on. And also voice chat was not an option. However, starting today, it is. And you can actually have voice chat directly through Fortnite on the Switch just by plugging in your uh, headphones. And so that's, that's pretty awesome because not many Nintendo yeah, games that... have that. Um, <laughs> actually, zero of them have yeah, that. so this is the first. Uh... And... Uh, and so what's what's crazy though is that a lot of a lot of other players want to get the switch just to do this and a lot of them ones that have the switch already have been playing it but you have to create a new account if you have uh, Fortnite on PS4 because Sony has it blocked where you can't do this and it's like a big fiasco and you can't play between PS4 and Switch just like you can't play between PS4 and Xbox One um, but the big problem is that people that are spending money on skins and battle passes in Fortnite. They're having to, when they make their new account, they don't have access to that stuff. So they've paid Epic Games for, for all this stuff. And then because of Sony, they can't even use the stuff when they played on the Switch. Yeah. 
uh, on the Switch. And so um, hopefully this game, it's so big, it's so powerful, and there's so many people that play it that maybe it'll finally um, convince Sony to start being more lenient on their cross-platform policies. I give that a 0% <laughs> chance of yeah. happening. I think they have they have since released a statement about how on on PS4 you can still play cross platform with people on PC and they have no plans to to change yep. that. Well, at all. it's it's ridiculous because uh, um, on, on it's, Reddit, yeah, it's it's crazy. Like the, on the PS4 Reddit and the Fortnite Reddit, uh, each one has like a a few posts and some of them have like fifty thousand upvotes now, I believe, and um, a lot of rage on their Twitter as well. And a lot of people have decided to stop playing on PS4 because of this, and they're just going to play on Switch and Xbox because then you can play with each other. And uh, and so Sony's kind of getting left out. But this is a huge game for PS Plus to be able to play online because this is the uh, number one game in the world right now. So you start like ticking yep. people off, and you know it could be it's, it could be a pretty bad thing for them in the long run. It's it's very funny because not to detract too much from the Nintendo conference, I did read a good tweet earlier that said that Sony, considering them not being uh, because of the large install base, them not sharing uh, as a strength is actually turning into a huge weakness. Um, oh yeah. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, and then Nintendo is actually allowing it. And so I've seen so like some people uh, making fun. They're like Nintendo of all the companies is actually the one that's thinking the most forward about this. And then it's actually Sony that's stuck in the past when usually it was the opposite. Who would have ever thought? Yeah. Especially cause you've been able to do cross platform for rocket league and, um, Minecraft. Minecraft. I mean, that's they. They've had. They now have three games that are cross-platform online play. So. Yeah, I. I mean, I. I sort of understand it. I think it. It benefits Nintendo to have it more than it benefits P PlayStation to have it. Um, but yeah, I mean, you. You would hope that at some point this would be changed, but I don't expect it to be anytime soon. Yeah. Um, so I want to, maybe not, maybe, maybe next console generation with the, with a new start, but we'll see. Um, I want to push forward. They announced hollow Knight is available today, which was Tuesday. Um, I plan on getting that game today. Actually, I have some leftover credit, uh, for me getting the Octoling expansion, which I'll talk about in a little bit, but they announced that was available today. They had a trailer for the Octoling expansion with no release date, but they said the release date was going to be uh, this Wednesday after, during the Treehouse. Very odd to me that they chose to do that. Yeah, but... that was a, a strange thing that they they didn't include it in the actual trailer, and then after the Direct, they were like, oh yeah, that's going to yeah. be out tomorrow. <laughs> very, very odd choice. They showed uh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, Killer Queen Black, Overcooked 2, a little bit more Octopath Traveler, along with a demo you can get now that will carry over progress into the game. Uh, and SNK Heroines Tag Team Frenzy, which was a weird-looking <laughs> yeah. fighting game, but I'm sure that definitely has an audience. So so we, you went over a lot of that stuff real quick. Um, Overcooked 2, it... Um, the first one was a really big hit. Uh, it was a, a party game um, that you can only you can only play local multiplayer. Um, 
but the second one is going to have full online capability and it looks really fun it's like a really hectic um hectic game and killer queen black is i so they finally showed some some of the gameplay of that today on on the treehouse it looks like it is uh, an awesome game it's it's kind of weird story it's based off this arcade game which was itself based off of um it was the original killer queen game was played like in big open fields with people with foam bats and and foam balls throwing them into these holes and stuff and they they like yeah they so they turned well okay so you have to you have to watch it it's there's a lot going on in the game um there are worker bees who can take these these honey things and put them in in their um in their base to win or you can kill the other queen to win or you can ride a snail to the end to win um but apparently like the gameplay originally was played just in fields by by people running around and that has eventually um trickled down and filtered into this game which is uh, it seems to be exclusive to switch and it's going to have online gameplay and it looks really fun i mean i don't disagree with you it looks awesome i just i know that those in their quick fire of trailers I'm I'm excited. For also, Fighter Fighter Z coming is is pretty exciting. Oh yeah, that's and that's all coming by twenty the end of this year. Um, I remember um, Fighter Z. I remember talking on here when it came out. Like we were never sure that it was going to come out on Switch, and I think for a long time the sentiment had had leaned toward it not coming out. Um, so I'm definitely excited. I probably I will probably finally get this game once it comes out on Switch with all the DLC. Yeah. Can't wait to cut uh, merge Zamasu in half. So, uh, what did you think about uh, the, these quick fire announcements, Joe? Yeah, Overcooked Two. Very excited for that. Um, I'm already kind of forgetting about some of the other ones, but I know that I'm 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 slightly excited for a few of those. Um, one of them, I guess, yeah, what you said with Splatoon Two, the Octo expansion was kind of weird, and I, I feel like they should have just been like, "Hey, it's releasing today," because like, why even bother releasing it the next day? They should have just said it's it's available now, and I'm sure people would have freaked out for it. Octopath Traveler is one I I need to remember to download that demo because that game looks amazing. Just yeah, the, man. The visual style, it's like I don't even care how it plays. I just want that game, but I do want to make yeah. sure that it plays well before I get it because. Typically, I, I, that's not really my kind of game, but I think I'm just going to make myself love it because it just looks so freaking good visually. So um, those, yeah, a few of those games definitely got to check out. Um, so earlier in there, we got a little more Pokemon Let's Go footage, which was, yeah. um, you know, we got way more in the treehouse, but they announced that if you get the Pokeball Plus, it will come with Mew. For inside Pokemon Let's Go. And weird sound effects. And weird sound effects in the controller. Um, so uh, on the show floor, uh, Pokemon Let's Go, the demo, was apparently like the longest line in all of Nintendo's yeah, stuff. it was over four hours. Um, they had to shut it off. This this game is, as much as the, uh, the hardcore, quote-unquote, um, the hardcore Pokemon base is kind of disliking it this, this game is going to be massive oh I yeah think. it's going to sell gangbusters it's going to sell switches it already hold it, it already has in this household we haven't bought it yet but marianne is ready to play pokemon um it'll be her first pokemon game so 
Crazy. Yeah. Besides Pokemon Go. I mean, it'll be her first real Pokemon game. Which is nuts to me. So, what do you what what's your take on Pokemon Let's Go, just Joe? Cuz we uh we we haven't asked you. Yeah, um I mean, it's not even a main series like RPG and so I guess that's why there's some of the uh, you know, discussion online about it, but um I I don't know. I might get it, I might not. I definitely want to get the the main one next year because I haven't really ever been a big Pokemon gamer. I played Pokemon X, I played uh, Omega Ruby, but like I didn't finish either one. Um I just borrowed them from friends and played them. I love Pokemon Stadium and Pokemon Snap like hardcore into those old games on Nintendo 64, but um but I really want to, you know, get a a real proper one and I think the Switch would be a good place to actually buy one for myself and play it all the way through. But as far as the Pokemon Let's Go ones, I mean maybe they would be good just to kind of get more into the series and as practice since I'm not a hardcore fan maybe it's perfect for me but um I'll just have to kind of wait and see on that but I'm definitely going to get the main RPG next year so yeah I was actually going to say this might be perfect for you because it it definitely seems like one of the more hardcore Pokemon games but it it definitely takes out a lot of the grind which is in my opinion one of the barrier to entries for Pokemon Um, right so uh, definitely don't write it off your list yet. Uh, keep it in mind. Um, but then we got the largest chunk of gameplay I think we ah, saw geez. in any press conference of all of E3 this year. And we saw close to 30 minutes of Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Which is very exciting. I'm... We, we got to see uh, Sakurai come out and talk a little bit, and he was seemed very calm and collected in the video, and he showed off this game for 30 minutes with the different techniques, different characters. Um, I'm going to let you two kind of, I'll jump in, but go ahead. So yeah, there is a lot to unpack with what they showed. Uh, it was a whole lot of, of footage that they showed and basically um, was the focus of their entire uh, Treehouse Live thing, which is not surprising. It's the, the tactic they have they have used the past two years um, with Mario and before that uh, Breath of the Wild Zelda. Um so I'm trying to I'm trying to remember the the order in, in which all this stuff happened. I know they they uh the, the the kind of the first big deal about it was that it has every single fighter from all of the previous games which was kind of insane. I mean, when they they showed like the first returner they showed was Ice Climbers, which is something you know, a lot of people expected then eventually later in the in the cinematic snake showed up which was absolutely that's crazy bananas i mean <laughs> I was there was so never in a thousand years did i expect snake to come back and then they followed that up with like pichu and young link which is cool but it's also like why but it's still cool um and yeah so the base roster without anyone new is like 65 people or something which is crazy um it's kind of unheard of for a fighting game to have that at the beginning um, and that, plus the alternate and of course inkling is back yeah 
uh, Inkling is back. Um, and then they also show that Daisy's going to be in there in, in some form. So, so yeah, and, that's and then... 64 without Echo Fighters, which is yeah. basically reskins with a little bit different abilities. Yep. Um, and then the, the huge deal at the end was that Ridley is finally going to be in it, which is cool. I mean, it's something I've been skeptical of for a long time, but he... He looks like he's going to be a really interesting fighter. Should have been Waluigi. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Whatever. I'm glad that you're here, Joe. Thank you for that. Oh, man. The moment that they showed Waluigi as oh, the sister of uh, I know. A bunch of people. And Bomberman, um, too, man. People were crying yeah, about Bomberman. that. Knuckles, who was a, a bit a bit more of a long shot, but Knuckles is, is in there. I think they've showed Shadow as an assist trophy, which a lot of people were hoping for. Um. But yeah, it the game it looks amazing. Um there's been there had been a lot of discussion leading up to this whether it was going to be a port of Smash for Wii U or like a true new game. And at the outset you kind of think, well, okay, this is just kind of an enhanced game like Mario Kart 8 because it uses all of the um the the kind of visual models of all the characters which is not an entirely new thing. The, all of the previous games have done that. But as they showed more of it, it's clear that this is an entirely brand new experience. It's got... Um, they. I think Sakurai said that it was built from the ground up, basically. It's got like a new, new lighting, new visual effects and textures, a new physics engine. The, whole, the, the game itself is a lot faster. Um, it looks like they are... It's. I think my opinion is that it's been crafted to be the the melee killer. Um, I think you know Sakurai made melee, so he know like he he's proud of that game. Um, but for a long time, there's been a a vocal part of the fan base who has been like virulently against ever switching any Smash game, and so a lot of the stuff in Ultimate looks like it is sort of gravitating more to the the melee style gameplay to try and maybe finally sway those people over because you know they're pre they're presenting this as the ultimate smash bros experience um and it and it really looks like it um there's a lot more just in game the kind of technical stuff that you can do the that uh that increases the depth of the of the fighting mechanics um i don't know it looks it it looks amazing. I'm pretty pretty excited about it. Yeah, um, I I'm hoping that there will still be a few more characters. I heard I don't remember where I heard this, but I heard there's only one more um, unannounced character. So then there would be three new characters in total, or fighters, I should say. Um, but I'm hoping that there's even more than that because you know I would like to see more new content. Uh, as far as the maps go, the stages, it looks like that there's a few new ones of those, and. I hope that all of them are returning, but I don't know. I like they didn't say that for sure. It seems like that would be the case since it is all the fighters returning that all the stages would be returning, but that definitely hasn't been confirmed one way or the other. Um, you know, it, it looks great. The visuals have definitely been um, improved even more. Surely the online will be better, and uh, it's it's something that I look forward to. I hope that there would be some type of new mode or single player content. But we didn't hear about that, so I'm kind of doubtful on it. Um, as far as like the port versus uh, 
sequel conversation. I'm personally leaning more on it's it's kind of an enhanced port, um, but at the same time, you know, it's still a lot more work put into it than Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, and so it is kind of like a sequel. It's just kind of in the middle. Um, but what kind of aggravates me about it personally is that like I'm gonna get it no matter what because it's it's a huge game to buy, a huge AAA game, and everyone's gonna be playing it. But um, you know, like as a Smash 4 player. I bought that game, I bought all the DLC, which was like 4 or $5 per character, um, and so I put a lot of money into that, and on my Wii U, I have plenty of controllers to do 8-player Smash, but it's like, as soon as I buy this, like, I don't have as many controllers. I have my Joy-Con, and I have the Switch Pro controller, and thank God you can use the GameCube controllers, because otherwise, like, I wouldn't have enough, and so I would probably just keep playing Smash 4, but thankfully, that, that does help um the case since you can use those gamecube controllers so i mean for people that haven't played smash 4 that didn't have a wii u this is an amazing amazing opportunity if you've played smash 4 it's it's less of one but i think it's still a solid buy i'm gonna have to go in a hundred percent disagree with you there bob (laughs) yeah i i didn't want to jump that far but it's it definitely um I, at least from what I've read and from all the footage I've seen, because they've played this thing through most of Treehouse, because, of course, showing off 64 characters is difficult. Um, 64 plus. Uh, but the the gameplay is, like, at least from the pros I've seen, it's way faster. The characters have more of a a weightier feel to them, even though they are faster the and they changed the way a lot of them play like charizard isn't an individual character anymore they brought back pokemon trainer uh which was a great move because uh playing a squirtle and ivysaur was really great i thought charizard was the weakest of the three and so i'm glad those two are back underneath the pokemon trainer and the it just really impressed me i'm excited to get together with people and get real mad at Seth basically (laughs) Uh, because me and him are always very competitive when it comes to smash. So it's, it's, it's going to be a good time. I, I mean, I understand what you're saying with, with smash four and the maybe frustrations with controllers and stuff like that. Um, But I never actually enjoyed playing eight player smash uh, um so i mean four players was always perfect and i have two sets of joy con so um i mean that's that's at least personally for me but you gotta admit it's definitely not as big of a you know a difference in sequels as going from 64 to melee and melee to brawl and brawl to wii u it's it's more of a minor step up and it, it definitely is a step up like i don't want to take that away from it there's a lot of new stuff there but I feel like at its core, it's still going to feel like a similar experience of playing a similar game, um, but it's just going to play a little bit differently, and it's going to look a little bit different. Well, I mean, the gameplay in all of them is exactly yeah. the same, yeah. so of course it's going to be similar. And there's no there's no real room for there to be like the graphical jump from 64 to Melee, because, I mean, Smash Wii, for Wii U was already an, an HD game. Yes. Um, there just isn't that much room for nuance once you get farther and farther um, down the line. Um, but to say it, to say that it's going to be 
it looks like a, a similar kind of experience would be kind of I don't know. To me, it, it's willful, willfully ignoring what people have been saying about the game, um, and that in the way that it plays differently. So I think to toe the line a little bit, the realistically, it's it's difficult for you to get the new game feel from this because every iteration jump we've had has been so drastic, and this one, even though I think graphics wise. We're not seeing as much of a jump. I think gameplay-wise, once it comes out, um, you'll be able to feel the difference between the two games. Because that's always been something between the different iterations. You've been able to feel the gameplay difference. Um, like this one, they're adding a bunch of like in-air dodge, stuff like that. So it'll there's going to be different dynamics for each character that maybe weren't there wasn't there before. So I I'm interested to see that. I I will say though that like I I understand the point on on graphically, um, but there is a marked difference. Uh, you go and and you watch uh, Game Explain has done two videos comparing both the characters and the stages that they've shown with the previous iterations, and I mean it is it's on a, a whole different level of detail and, and graphical fidelity. Um, I think part of the issue is just that the way that the game plays uh it's so fast-paced and, and all of that that a lot of that stuff is in the background and so there aren't these these moments for you to just kind of take in the the visual kind of stuff because the visuals are certainly you know they are second to gameplay in a game like this mm-hmm. but but the the quality leap is 100 percent there yeah well yeah, there's there's definitely something there. So I understand what you're saying, and um, and again, I mean, I I still think it's it's gonna be a great buy. I just I wish there was more. I wish that I I hope maybe we'll still find out there is even more fighters or more different types of modes. But um, but I mean, either way, it still looks pretty great. Yeah, I mean, there. I think I've, I I saw an interview with with Bill Trin and 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 I think Sakurai said more about this stuff, um, but. There's a lot that they're they they seem to be implying that there's a lot that they are not showing, especially when it comes to new game modes, um, that are being held off for more um, close close to the to the actual release. I'm sure they're going to do a Smash Direct like they did last time. Yeah, this felt like um, a Smash Direct. <laughs> it's true, um, but I also, and along with with the characters, so the only thing concrete we know is that. Sakurai said that to to not expect as many characters, as many new characters as there were in, in Smash for Wii U, but there was 21 newcomers to that game. Um, and in a game that already has 65 players, it's probably, that is probably a bit far-fetched to expect. Um, but I, I anticipate there's there's probably going to be around 10 of them. That'd be pretty um, cool if they got up to 75. I mean... I think 100% you can mark a, like an arms character and someone from the new Fire Emblem down there. And I still think that uh, Rex and Pyra from Xenoblade 2 are probably going to get in. Um, and then, you know, DLC is still a legitimate option. They they they, they did a, a a good job of the, in the last game. Um, now, three of those were remade characters from previous games. But I... I I, I expect that the the new the things that are new in it will be 
you know, it, it'll it'll still be satisfying for people. At least I hope so. Yep. Um. So, fun fact, really quick, I just saw posted earlier today the top five sellers on Amazon right now for video games is pre-orders for Smash Bros. Ultimate, Pokemon Let's Go Eevee, and the Pokeball Plus combo pack, the Pokeball Plus, GameCube controllers, and the GameCube adapter. <laughs> Everyone is getting ready for Nintendo, which leads us into... Um, well, no, wait. There was some other things announced during the Treehouse. Um, two arcade titles are coming to the eShop. Uh, the original Donkey Kong and another game. I don't remember the name of it. Um, but yeah, they're both coming. So, I know that was underwhelming, but they we thought I thought there was going to be more news during the Treehouse, and there wasn't. And this is the first E3 we've had in a long time without 3DS news at all. So, there's that. Skyskipper is the name of the other arcade title. Um, but you Did you guys watch the Smash Invitational? Yeah, I watched almost all of it, but then I had to leave before the final match. I was pretty upset about that. <laughs> oh, man. Seth? Did yeah. you watch any of the Smash Invitational? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it was fun. I will admit, I I was disappointed in that... I, I, I was 100% expecting that at the end of it they were going to reveal a new character, and then they didn't. And I was also 100% expecting that they were going to at least sometime in the treehouse reveal a new character, and that never happened. Um, this, yeah, the Smash it, Invitational it was fun. All right, but you know, it, it's I, w I was mostly watching for what I was assuming was going to come at the end. Yeah. Um, which I I hope they do more uh, publicized esports competitions with Smash. I would be really interested to see that. Yeah, I know that the the pros they have in 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 reaction to this game they have um they've said it seems like Nintendo is listening to them more and they are and that Nintendo is more receptive to the pro community, which is good. Yeah. Um and so with that, I think we can each give our highlights and lowlights of E3 and um who who we think did the best. Um, and we'll start with Joe. All right, I get to go first. So, again, I mean, I kind of touched on it earlier. I feel like, even though it wasn't the best conference, that Sony brought the most of what I'm excited for in the future because my top three games, um, in no particular order, is uh, Spyro, which, of course, again, wasn't shown there. Um, the Last of Us Part Two is definitely my top three. And then probably spider-man um but then smash is like right there with spider-man so it's kind of hard to say for sure um so those those three games that i'm getting on playstation are my top three of the show um i love seeing more of tomb raider 
I was super excited from Microsoft's conference of seeing Cuphead DLC because I love that game. They're making a sequel to Ori, um, which I haven't played. Ori in the Blind Forest is a uh, Xbox and Steam game or a PC game, I should say. And so I downloaded that tonight to finally play it because I really want to play the second game. Um, Ubisoft had some cool stuff in there, um, and so I'm excited for some of those. But but definitely Sony had just the strongest games for me, the ones that are like really big system sellers because Smash is, but you know, it's like I've been playing Smash 4 so much in the last few years that I don't feel like I'm in such a rush to play it as I am with Spider-Man and with Last of Us and with Spyro. Um, but, but Nintendo did have some other good stuff too, Super Mario Party, Fire Emblem, Pokemon. Um, I just wish there was more, you know, like Yoshi was just absent and it's been delayed to 2019 and then Metroid Prime 4, of course, we didn't see anything from that and I thought we would at least see a cinematic considering last year we got the announcement. It's kind of weird to then just have a year where you don't show it at all, uh, just like with Yoshi and then of course we'll find out more about Pokemon next year, hopefully Animal Crossing eventually and Pikmin 4 was also just strangely still not there even though every year um, everyone expects it and then it never shows up. And, and those are the games that I care more about. So for me, there just wasn't a lot in Nintendo's conference or in their direct that, that really stuck out to me besides Mario party and smash brothers. But, um, you know, I'm still excited for them. I love Nintendo, but for me, uh, Sony would definitely be my favorite of the C3. All right. Um, Seth. Um, I I agree with a lot that uh, Mr. Pro had to say. <laughs> um, I think Microsoft had probably had the most exciting conference. Um, but, but I mean, there are issues with that in that most of the stuff they showed was all third-party stuff. It's, it's also on PS4. Um, it, it's been, it was kind of a, a, a strange year, I think. Um, it seemed like there was... A lot being held back um, in terms of first-party games. Um, we know that with Microsoft and Sony, they've got new consoles coming. And with Nintendo, uh, like Reggie pretty much said that this, the other stuff is basically not ready to show. Um, and of course, with Nintendo, there's the issue that like they explicitly call this a, a direct for a reason. I think last year had was they called it an E3 showcase, um, and they but they they seem to be giving less and less priority to their sort of E3 um, experience, and and it's just kind of what they're doing now because I mean they have the, the directs all year where they announce new stuff, and that's great, but we as fans with E3 always tend to expect something different. And, you know, this may just be an issue um, with me in that I I can't... When you, when you, when you think about what, what you are hoping is going to be there and what's actually going to be there, it's hard to not get carried away. I, like, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the, uh, the list that I wrote for our, our E3 predictions episode, and pretty much the entire paper, none of this stuff showed up. And, you know, maybe that's on me for hoping that stuff would be there um, without any sort of concrete details about them. But, I mean, you know, something like Animal Crossing, which has been on every Nintendo handheld platform, 
you know it's going to be on this game on the, on the Switch at some point. Um, and, and but it's obviously not going to be now. the The release dates definitely kind of bummed me out a bit. Everything was a bit farther back than I was hoping. Um. So I don't know. It was overall. I thought it was a good E three, but it it's still. It's just sort of. I'm not sure about it. There was, but there was definitely cool stuff in it. Um. So I don't know. I thought it was a good E three, but I also have some withholdings. Yeah. Um. So my highlight for E three probably was the microsoft press conference uh not because i just want to agree with seth uh actually for completely different reasons um i am a huge fan of gears of war and i'm a huge fan of halo and to even know that they are putting out a new a new engine for halo is really exciting i'm really excited to see what they do with that and that is something that i definitely want to see by next year i think it's possible if not the year after um i am excited for crackdown 3 even though they keep uh pushing it back and just to know i'm pretty sure that gears is coming out middle of next year or end of next year uh that game is i'm just excited to see where the story goes because the story was really good in four but it felt like kind of the Pirates of the Caribbean 2 of the series where it was leading up to other things that were pretty big. So I'm I'm really excited that they're working on that and they announced it because I was worried, at least until a lot of the rumors hit, that it was just going to be a Halo announcement E3 because they like to stagger those two franchises. Um, My low point was kind of... Uh, soothed over to be honest my low point was like we've talked about and i i can echo again was nintendo not showing as much but i feel like a lot of journalists asked them like hey why did you not show as much and i kept seeing twitter updates over the weekend with like bill trinan saying listen they're going to show more levels for smash later they're going to show other game modes later they're going to show, uh, Reggie said, hey, they're going to show, we're going to show ports later that'll be coming out by the end of the year. Um, so it's, I feel like there's way more in their hand than they're showing, and they wanted to really focus. This probably, in my mind and in theirs, was the Smash Direct, like we joked about. So that's what they wanted to do. It was there to be played. Um and I feel like Mario Party was kind of just a bonus little cherry on top. Um, also, I did see a nice little tidbit. I don't know who it was from. It was either from Reggie or Bill Trinan, but they said that progress is further along than we may think on Metroid Prime 4. I don't think that means it's coming out this year, but I think it could be early next year or middle of next year easily. Um, yeah, they said they're not planning on showing any games like that until, you know, in the six to nine month period before they come out. And so definitely every we're probably not going to see any more announcements for any games for 2018 um, unless it's a really small game. But I could see Metroid coming out. Yeah. At the end of next year, 
and then it would be probably the big focus of next year's E3 because that's it seems like that's what they're doing is having one big game for every E3. But um, but I mean, you never know because like we we thought there was going to be more this year and then there wasn't. So uh, it's kind of hard to predict with Nintendo. So I I've been thinking about it. I think one of my 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 biggest problem with Nintendo this year um, is like as I said, the past two years they focused almost exclusively on um, on Mario Odyssey and and Zelda Breath of the Wild, and it's a strategy that worked then because those were absolutely brand new games. Um, despite you know that the small tidbit we had seen of um, in development Breath of the Wild. Um, but the the reason for me it has not worked for Smash is because while the gameplay is, you know, the, it has different nuances, it is still the same gameplay with the same characters that we are used to. And so it doesn't have the kind of weight as like this brand new massive thing. I mean, even, even though it is, but it doesn't really, it doesn't come off that way. And so... It it gives it gave me the feeling that you know there's not a whole lot new going on, um, so I don't know, I I think it's a strategy they'll probably continue to use in the future, and one that would probably work with any other different game. I mean I don't remember I don't think anyone complained last year when when their entire show floor was dedicated to Mario Odyssey because it was this incredible incredible thing that they had never seen before. Um, so I think it's just kind of a issue of, of, of the moment. And certainly the, 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 the surprises that, that you usually expect didn't happen. Like they didn't happen in the direct, they didn't happen in, in the three days of treehouse coverage. Um, so I guess it, it's an issue with, with expectations and, and, and what Nintendo was actually willing to bring. Another argument, too, is that with Breath of the Wild, you know, that was revealed and, and showed before the Switch came out. And then with Mario Odyssey, it was during its first year. Typically, with other console launches, you don't see a lot of AAA titles in the first year. So those were able to carry more weight. But now we're entering into the, you know, um, second year now and then into the third year of the Switch. And so you'd think, um, compared to other console launches, that this would be like the peak. This is when you'd see the most of the content is towards the, you know, second and third year of the, uh, of the console. And then yet this is actually when we're kind of seeing the lull, um, because you know, it seems like 2017 was stronger than 2018 is going to be for the switch, but you know, hopefully that just will point to a stronger 2019. And, um, you know, again, we'll just kind of have to wait to see about that. Yeah. Lots of good questions leading up. It seems like overall it was a transition year for E3. Um, and I, I'm really excited for next year. Um, I thank you, Joe, for coming on this episode. Uh, we always enjoy having you. Um, and I, I appreciate all of your videos. I love your little Lego man. Um, <laughs> yeah, thank you. It's fantastic. Um, you can find him on YouTube if you search Joe Pro, uh, J-O-P-R-O. And uh, you'll see his little Lego man and all of his great videos. And yeah, you'll be able to see my E3 reactions to Super Mario Party, where I was like, "Hey, it's Mario Party!" <laughs> and screaming about ice climbers for Smash Brothers. Those went up today, so you should definitely check out some of the uh, E3 topics I got on there. Awesome. 
Um, and as always, you can check me and Seth here weekly. Next week, we'll be back to the normal schedule, and you'll hear us Thursday mornings uh, or Wednesday night if you're up super late, because I do upload them Wednesday night. So, Or if you're on the West Coast. Yeah, that too. Uh, but thanks for tuning in, and we appreciate you listening. Make sure you share with your friends. Uh, and if you want your enemies and all right, we'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Bye.